0: Okay. And then I come over to this side. Okay. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the true life podcast. I hope everybody is having a beautiful day. I hope your Christmas went well. I hope you have plans for the New Year's. I hope you get to be in the arms of the person with whom you are in love with. And yeah, I hope that everything is going amazing for everybody today. I have an incredible guest for you, Dr. Jenna Mullen. I just lost her picture, though. I'm not sure. There she is. I'm
1: back. Sorry about that.
0: That's all right. It happens to the best of us. We're here, and then we disappear. we try to stay in the moment. But I have an incredible guest, ladies and gentlemen. It's my distinct pleasure to welcome an inspiring guest, the incredible Dr. Jenna Mullen. As a doctor of physical therapy, Jenna brings out not only professional expertise, but a genuine love for people and an unwavering passion for enhancing the quality of life for everyone she encounters. Jenna's journey is marked by dedication and a commitment to lifelong learning. She earned her doctorate from the University of Texas Medical Branch in 2014 and has amassed over 15 years of experience in diverse physical therapy settings across California, Texas, and the beautiful islands of Hawaii. What makes Jenna's story even more compelling is her personal connection to the transformative power of physical therapy. Diagnosed with idiopathic scoliosis at the age of 12, what? Jenna navigated the challenges with Grace, wearing a back brace for over a year, having it, however it was, the persistent hip back and pelvic pain along with ongoing issues that fueled her quest for true solutions. Her own journey towards belief and understanding The root causes of her discomfort ignited a passion within her. In her mid to late 20s, through education and personal experience with physical therapy, she discovered profound relief from years of pain. Jenna, thank you so much. Dr. Jenna, thank you so much for being here today. How are you?
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and talking with you and I'm doing well, thank you. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's such an exciting time we live in and I'm always curious when I talk to someone for the first time, like I've read a little bit about some of the things you're doing and, and, and what kind of got you on your journey, but maybe you can give us a, a little bit more of a foundation. Like who were you before you became the person you are today?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I feel like it's evolving, you know,
0: <laughs> Totally,
1: <laughs> total evolution all the time. But, um, so yeah, I think, you know, my journey, as you touched on, you know, began when I was young and I had um well i had an aunt who was a physical therapist and so she definitely helped me a lot like when i had scoliosis and giving me you know tools and things to work on and um that was definitely a challenging time but i feel like my body has been my biggest um guiding light and educator you know and um, has just kind of taken me on this path of you know finding my own healing and like answers to things i'm experiencing and connecting with people and Um, and then with her guidance of like, why don't you think about what I do? You know, and, um, I've always been in the field of like physical therapy and, um, and healing and wanting to bring healing and, um, hope, you know, to, to other people. And so, um, I, yeah, went to school, I guess. Yeah. Kind of fast, fast forward here, but went to school in Texas. I'm from California and found an amazing school that had a global health program that really called to me. And, um, and then in that, um, in the three years that I was at in physical therapy school, I did a rotation on Maui and fell in love with Hawaii. And so when I graduated, I was like, okay, how can I get back there? You know? And so ended up taking a, um, job working with kids with special needs in the schools. And I did that for nine years and loved it and still feel connected to those children uh, and their families and the teachers that I worked with. And I, because the school job is so flexible and time and everything, and I didn't have kids of my own. I was always, I'm busy and always kind of like learning and, you know, loving to, to challenge myself. I always had jobs like on the side. And so I worked in the skilled nursing facilities and um outpatient clinic and always was doing like public floor therapy on the side as well and so i felt like that was kind of my passion project i loved my kids so much i couldn't ever imagine like leaving that job but you know i i began to like really feel connected to these women that i was helping um and so yeah when COVID hit i Ooh was like, you know, I, we don't know if we're going to have a job, you know, and it's just kind of that, like, this, like, you know, you, you work for somebody else, you don't know what's going to happen, and I just felt like we needed, like, control, you know, more of, like, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so I had already had that idea of, like, starting my own practice in my head, but I thought, when I'm grown up, you know, (laughs) so finally COVID hit, and it was, like, well, why not try, so... Um, I started my own practice then, but it was just like helping friends and, you know, just something on the side. And, and then a year later and, um, became, you know, pregnant with my son and, um, yeah, I was just kind of like, well, this is good. Like to have, you know, my own business and helping women and already like preparing for pregnancy and, and all of that. And so having my son and going through that experience really made me realize just how important pelvic floor therapy is. And um, and really the holistic approach, you know, mm. that I try to bring to that. Um, and so that's now kind of where I am right now is I really focus on helping pregnant and postpartum women and postpartum meaning like 20 years even, you know, mm. 30 years, like it doesn't have to mean just right after you have a baby. But, um, you know, I think a lot of women have issues well, in, you know, later in life, that started because they had children. So, um, so anyway, that's where yeah, I'm at right now, and enjoying my time with my almost two year old, and my husband is such a big support, and um, yeah, couldn't do it without him as well. So, that's a short snippet of my life, but yeah,
0: it's amazing. I I love to hear the way in which people's lived experience. Translates into the way in which they can help people throughout the world, you know, in, in their practice and in their ideas and everything they do. And it sounds to me that the way it sounds to me that COVID, but for a lot of people, was like this transition or almost like a wake up to to your true spirit and your true nature. Is that is that kind of how it was for you? It sound like things kind of changed at that point in time.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, I think I always think of it as like a sifter. You know, it's like. Yeah. We had, and it was just like, okay, yep. now do something with that, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so just, it really like challenged like who we are and, and, um, what makes us happy. Like, I think it made us question like, what is important in your life? And yeah. it really took away everything. And it's like, we had to like piece back together, like what who we want to be, like what we want in our lives, you know, and the people that we want in our lives. And, and yeah, I think, um, I think, you know, everyone had their own experience, right? Some had had it harder than others and others, you know, like, we were grateful to be able to keep the jobs that we had. Yeah, Um, we didn't know. And so that was scary, because everyone was like, what's gonna happen? You know, (laughs) but um, so, yeah, there was a lot of Good, you know, the and things that we are grateful to make it through that time with, but but it definitely like shook things up, and um I a lot of my friends left Hawaii, and so that was hard to lose them, but also like just seeing that that was where their life needed to go, and amazed that like we're my husband and I are still here after you know almost a decade of living here nine and a half years. It's like wow, um, this is yeah just a place that i think a lot of people come whether they know it or not come for healing yeah and um and i think that's always been i think that's subconsciously like what drew me here i think i needed to grow and heal and and then now i'm like feeling like okay i am you know better and held by the space that we have here and now i can bring that to others and yeah, I don't know. I've seen even you talking about COVID, like I think that brought even more people here that yeah needed needed more healing too.
0: Yeah. There's something spiritual about it on some level like it nourishes your soul. But maybe this is a good segue into what is is there a spiritual component to physical therapy? It seems like when you're when you are I wrote down something here that oh that I thought was Relevant that this something along the lines of, um, on some level, I think that PT is almost like a like, like when you really get into like the flow state or when you start doing this physical therapy and you feel this sort of connectedness, it it takes you away from the idea of separation and individuation. And sometimes I think that that is part of the problem. Like, we get so in our own heads and we're so individualized, and you start moving your body and you start figuring out, like, hey, I'm a little bit more limber. more flexible i can see things a little bit better but is there like a spirit have you noticed that is there a spiritual component to the physical therapy
1: oh yes a hundred percent i mean i fully believe that and um and feel that and try yeah. to bring that to my patients and actually try to in a way like let that be my guiding light to healing other people yeah. like it's not me you know it's like right. i'm trying to deepen their relationship with themselves and show them things about their body. Um, and, you know, be a guide towards them knowing themselves better on a physical and also mental and spiritual level. And so that's actually in my logo, (laughs) it's a triangle and it's like, there's a lot of, you know, layers to that, but yeah. But part of that is this body, mind and spirit and how, you know, it's like, that they're all connected and they all touch each other and healing in one area is going to impact all other areas of our life and so you know people come to me for that body healing that body piece of the the triangle but if done properly you know that's going to impact and improve all aspects of their life um i've had some clients where Working together, I, I don't know if they would mm-hmm. ever like piece it together, but I've seen where they were then open to seeking like um, going to, you know, a mental health uh, therapist, you know, mm-hmm. or something where it's like, I think from body healing, we were able to get to a place where they were able to, to have more clarity in their own life. And, you know, maybe I'm not the one that can help all those right. pieces, but like, then they were like ready for that next level of healing.
0: So, yeah, it, I think it speaks to the idea of alignment. You know, when someone's body is out of alignment, whether it's scoliosis or whether it is, you know, someone with a, with a hip problem, like you walk a little weird or as a, you know, as a UPS driver for a long time, I'd hurt my knee and like the whole side of my body would hurt. And I was like, oh, I'm totally out of alignment. Like I'm not doing the right thing, but that makes sense. If your body's not in alignment, then your mind's probably not in alignment. If your mind's not in alignment, your health's not in alignment. And once if you change one thing, you change everything. It seems like on on some level, right? Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've seen it, and and I think on the flip side, you know, somebody okay. that is coming in and is not fully ready for healing, you know, mm-hmm. or like when I, you know, worked in other insurance practice, you know, yeah. it's like their doctor sent them here and they were not ready, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like you could just feel that resistance or they really needed to like get in their body before you could impact their physical healing at all you know it's just like you gave them all the right exercises you told them how many times to do it and it's like yeah. you know they were not there um and so i think you know that's why it's nice when the person is like ready or they're open to like okay i know you know i have this knee pain but like i don't know it's like they they get that yeah, they're, they're ready for that on like more than just, I need to get rid of this because that's a small piece of who we are. And part of, you know, a small piece of healing and feeling whole. It's like, um, yeah, the, the physical pains that we feel sometimes it's like the end of the line. Um, so, true. you know, it's like, yeah, it started with stress management or a trauma, you know, mm-hmm. or something. And then it's like, trickling, trickling, like impacting the organs of the body. And then that's creating tension in the body. That's changing how our breathing is. And then it's like impacting our pelvic floor. And then we're having hip pain or we're having bladder leakage or, you know, knee pain. Like most knee pain comes from either the hip or the foot, you know, it's like, so a lot of times the pain that we're feeling, it's just, um, a symptom it's just the messenger and the cause you know could be way up at the neck or yeah. an emotional you know something we haven't dealt with which is, yeah. is getting out there especially for yeah. you know but it's like that gets held in the body and creates tension and then it's like you know a chain reaction so
0: that's it's fascinating i i didn't even put that together but there's a real chance that at least in my life, it was my misplaced anger that caused my body to start giving out in some ways. And I never heard it put that way, but yeah, why wouldn't it be a symptom or why couldn't it be a symptom of a problem that you've refused to deal with for 15 or 20 years? Like that makes total sense. Like your body's like, okay, I've had enough. You got to do something about this. You know, That can lead to bad relationships. It could lead to you know misplaced anger or abuse on some level maybe physical or emotional it's so interesting to think about that sort of interconnectedness that that's all i guess that's the beauty of the triangle of nalu of the nalu right right
1: yeah 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 no it's been um and i am a forever learner you know i feel yeah. like I, the more you know the more you realize you don't know
0: <laughs> right right
1: what happens but but A few years back, I've, I've, um, it just became, you know, through some coursework that I started to follow Mm -hmm. and and learn, it's like, kind of that deeper understanding of the body and what's happening on the inside and not just like, oh, elbow, knee, you know, shoulder, neck. And Mm -hmm. it's crazy that like, we even break our body up into those little, (laughs) sections, you know, (laughs) and so just like burst my you know that bubble that um how I was trained you know for physical therapy school on and and just like thinking about the body in a completely different way and deepening my knowledge of anatomy of what's going on deep in our in our system and like how our bladder is through fascial lines and is connected to the liver you know even that's like mind-blowing but how all of that can can impact you know healing and how the liver might be especially kind of with eastern medicine approach mm-hmm. like the liver can be the holder of of anger and unprocessed deep emotions like that and so if we have cr- you know creating tension within that um it it can trickle down to bladder leakage or really like then you know knee pain or something like that yeah. so Yeah, it's like, I'm still learning all that. And but being able to like, feel, you know, if I have a patient laying on my table, and I'm, you know, helping, like, I'm mobilizing and moving her uterus, and she's feeling the back pain that she's had 30 for 30 years. And it's like, whoa, where is that coming from? You're impacting it in a completely different part of my body that I didn't even know I could access, you know, it's mind blowing. And it's led me to be more and more curious about what's really going on and how our body works together. And I feel it's just, I I'm just like an iceberg, you know, tip of the iceberg, this knowledge, it's exciting.
0: It is exciting. And it's, it must be exciting to be able to help people move through the dilemma or move through the pain on some level. On some level, like I, I feel like our culture is absent of rites of passage. And I'm curious as as a mother, as someone who's given birth to a child, like that's an incredible rite of passage. It's an incredible ceremony in some ways. and And even though it's celebrated, it's not really celebrate at least with the people Mm -hmm. I know, like there's not a group of women that get together and explain, at least not in my family, like, Hey, this is going to happen to you. Here's some things that are going to happen afterwards. Here's some ways to fix it. Like, I I think that's kind of unique to one of your messages that you are helping the sort of rite of passage afterwards. Like it's kind of unique. Can you speak more to that idea?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, I think that it is, it is, almost like it's a sad thing that we don't celebrate yeah. you know birth and and women's bodies but yes. you know, not just to like silo women I think men's bodies are amazing too you know and we can't do it without you <laughs> but but this this amazing experience and what our body is able to go through in such a short time span you know yes. Um, I used to think, you know, when I was sitting in physical therapy school, like learning about like the pregnant body and I'm just like, who would ever do that to themselves? <laughs> 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 Never having kids, you know, and then fast forward 10 years and I'm, I'm very grateful for, you know, that experience. Yeah. And, um, but it is an, it's an amazing experience and that our body is capable of that. Um, it just it is something to be revered. And, um, and I think it's sad, how our culture just like, Oh, you're broken now. You know, like mm-hmm. I have a friend who's like, Oh, you help broken vaginas, <laughs> you know, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have a good sense yeah, you of your Yeah, of course. So, um, but you know, it's just like that, you know, that idea and like this same person, I, I, appreciate having him as a friend because he's like, you know, kind of, he'll say kind of, I think what yeah. people usually don't. And he's just like, yeah, why, why do women breastfeed so long? You know, it's like, they ruin their boobs, you know? <laughs> and, so, and it's like, I think that's just, that's the typical like mindset of, of this. But yet I never really thought that I would enjoy breastfeeding and like have like, appreciate my body even more after going you know through pregnancy like there's so much and this can be such an amazing opportunity for women to really come into their power you know I think a lot of that power is taken from us when we go to the doctor to you know get on birth control and like I'm not downplaying that but at the same time it's like we're giving away this ability to really understand our bodies and our cycle and you know, I think we've just come so far away from who we were, you know, a hundred plus years ago, way before that too, you know, it's like, and we're, we're in tune with the earth rhythms and, and so, you know, trying to find this balance of like modern life and acknowledging where we are and also trying to be in tune with our innate self. And I think motherhood and, um, you know, birthing and, and, all of that is an amazing opportunity to come into that, like, you know, who we really are. And uh, even if it's just a short glimpse, it's like, wow. And I have some patients that are like, I want to walk in, I want an epidural, like, I want to lay here, have this baby. Yeah. Sometimes it works out for him. Um, And then others are like, I want a natural birth, you know, and, a tub. I want a birth in the ocean with the dolphins. You know? And it's like just they want to feel that animalistic, you know. And so it's just like, you know, and totally different experiences. And women today, you know, have a kind of have that opportunity to choose. But sometimes life chooses a different path. um And so that's real too. That's something that I try to prepare women for. If they're like, I want a natural birth, it's like you know baby might have another idea. So let's Mm -hmm. at least open your mind to other possibilities so that you have, you are aware because I've seen traumas come when women just don't know, and then they feel like it's happening to them. Mm. But if I can help them feel a sense of control, because they've done all they can to prepare. And now you can let go and let what baby needs happen or, you know, cause there's so many things with this time in our life that we don't have control over. And so just educating women on that can really, I think give them peace and security and calmness and just knowing that they're prepared the best that they can. Um, so yeah, it's an amazing time and I'm so blessed to like be sitting with, you know, myself in this time and helping other women in this time. Um, yeah
0: yeah it's what a what a cool gift to get to and it, it speaks volumes of your character to be able to be in that position where you can see the different states not only of the body but of like the psychological profile and some of the things that come up and you know maybe maybe this speaks to, Earlier in the conversation, when you first moved out here, you were wor- working with special needs kids. How, mm-hmm. how did that relationship help you understand, you know, more about relationships? It sounds to me like you would you would see the kids, you'd see their families, and that probably gave you some really interesting insights into relationships about life and motherhood and fatherhood and being kids. Like, you could speak to how that changed you as far as understanding relationships.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. So much. Um, I learned so much from my kids, you know, and, and a lot of the kids. So, so if you think of, you know, kids with special needs, a lot of times we think, you know, speech therapy, Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of speech therapists in the schools, and we think, you know, autism, and there's um, occupational therapists, a lot of times they're helping kids with like sensory issues. For physical therapy, a lot of people don't even know. There's physical therapists, you know, in the schools. And um, I helped a lot of the kids that primarily had gross motor issues where they, Mm -hmm. you know, had issues walking, going up and down stairs, things like that. And the range was wide. So some, you know, were, they couldn't move at all and Mm -hmm. had, you know, really high tone and were kind of like in these um, tightened positions. Um, and then others, you know, we're just, they just needed a little bit of help to be able to go up and downstairs or something like that. So, um, a wide variety, but one thing I learned, um, is just how special (laughs) every, you know, every child is. And I would really try to like, see who they were. Like, even if they couldn't speak, um, you know, just talk to them and treat them like just a normal person and just to see that connection in their eyes um, and just their calmness, you know, when I would come versus maybe like mm-hmm. a new person walking in or something, you know, it's just like understanding that we had built a trust and relationship even without that communication, mm-hmm. our typical communication. Um, but the bigger picture of the family, seeing, seeing how parents came together um, with the team of the school, we have a, a annual meeting, an IEP mm-hmm. meeting, <laughs> mm-hmm. where we talk about the kids' individualized ed- education plan, and so it was nice to touch base, you know, with the family every year, and some, we had good relationships, others, you know, it was okay, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, but just understanding, you know, getting a glimpse of how difficult it must have been for them um Mm. to have this idea especially now as a parent have this idea that it started during pregnancy of like you have this kid you know that is going to come into your life and you know our society is just like oh you got to get the stroller you got to get you know Mm -hmm. all these things and then they have this perception of what this child and this life is going to be like and what it's going to be like for their family. And then, you know, maybe something happened in utero, something happened during birth and things changed. And for the parents, knowing that I I was meeting them when the child was about three years old or even later in life, um, you know, what they had gone through up to that point and how strong they were, mm. how resilient they were, um, and are you know it's just yeah. it was it was amazing to see, and the variety of families you know everyone mm-hmm. I think is trying to do with the best that they can. some families like you know just went above and beyond, and maybe they had the means that they could right. you know take their kids to you know access surf, which is like a um they have equipment for for people with special needs
0: Oh, I lost you there.
1: do all kinds of things. Um, right in the water. And then, um, you know, or horseback riding things that we have on the Island that cater to people with disabilities. Yeah, And then others, it's like, you're just trying to get them to show up to a meeting, you know, (laughs) it's just like this wide range of care that these children get, but knowing that no matter how that person or parent shows up, like, just this acknowledgement and like understanding just a piece of their life and how like, challenging it is to just be a parent but then to see like you know they have that extra layer of the amount of doctor's visits they have to go to and appointments and equipment that they need to get and um so so a lot of people think oh how did you do that it's so sad but it's like no like one I learned so much from that (laughs) and two it's like I get to be the best part of their day you know and like Sometimes they just want to get up and move, you yeah. know, and get in their standard that helps them be able to stand upright so that they can look people in the eye. Like I get to help them with that and train people to help them with that every day. Like it was such an amazing, um, yeah, experience. So. I love
0: the, I love the, I, I love it. I think that that speaks volumes of, of why you're, really good at what you do. You know, this, I, the way we show up in life and the way we see our situation is usually a pretty big barometer of who we are on the inside. And how do you think it, it trained, like, I don't want to say trained, but on some level it showed you a way you can be and, and it gave you a, neat, a unique perspective in your own life what are some things that you do in your own life now because you went through that particular section of life or because you were you were able to do that for people what are some lessons that you've learned there that you apply in your life now and you can help that you maybe you teach other people
1: yeah i think i think the biggest thing you know is gratitude
0: and mm. just
1: you know, being grateful for everything that we have and, um, you know, mobility and, you know, being a big piece of that, but just, just everything. And, and it's not, you know, just that, but people in our lives and different, you know, experiences. It's just like, you heard about, you know, that, that friend of yours that passed away, that it's just like, they're my age. Like, yeah. You know, it's like, I really have to be grateful because it can be taken from us like that. Um, and so, and I think, you know, in physical therapy, I had, so if I can kind of think back to my, yeah. um, when I was, be, even before physical therapy school, I was in my undergrad. And I think a very poignant experience that I had that really impacted my life was this lady who said, you know, my husband and I retired and, you um, we thought we were going to travel the world and he ended up getting like, I, I forgot his medical something. And then she was in the physical therapy clinic that I was working at um, because she needed, you know, a double knee replacement. She's mm. like, we'll ever be able to, to go anywhere now. And I'm just like, she's like, so travel and do everything you can while you're young. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Okay. I promise, you know, <laughs> and I did, you know, and we're here in Hawaii because mm-hmm. of that. But I think, um, you know, it's just, it's that I'm always reminding myself and now my son, you know, yeah. my husband and I try to talk about it. It's just like, you know, we lay in bed and just talk about at the end of the day, all the things that we're grateful for. And it's like the roof over our head and, you know, just basic things. Like we try to live a minimalist life and minimalist life and, yeah. um, and just, enjoy nature and the people and relationships and, and trying to find, you know, gratitude in the simple things and that we don't need a lot to be happy. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing is, yeah, just kind of that we don't need a lot to be happy, I think, and and, and soaking up every day and not getting caught, in, caught up in the rat race and like the stresses because it doesn't matter. And I think We talked about COVID, like, I think that's also a thing that it was just like, it doesn't matter. And we can make it matter. But then at the end of the day, like, what happens? You're just sitting here stressed out about something that you can't impact in that very moment. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, bringing it back to all that, like, the, you know, how our, our body can be impacted by, like, our stress and everything and stress hormones and what we think about impacts us on like a visceral level and it's like why why go through that experience you know so I'll like just try to observe myself you know I also kind of try to apply like you know the Buddhist principles Mm -hmm. and and, you know um, and meditate as well I think that's also something I know if I haven't been into like a even just a simple meditation practice or breathing practice like I notice it where it's like, I'm getting caught up in those feelings. So trying to come back to all these things and just like, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
0: I love it. It's, it's interesting. And I, I too am a huge fan of nature. And I think everybody that, that, I think everybody's probably a fan of nature once they sit around a beautiful area they go on a hike or they go to the beach. And, And in Hawaii, it's very difficult to not be, in awe of the environment in which you're surrounded by. and I'm often often mesmerized by it. There's almost like a language in nature. When you go out and like you look at the trees or you look at the plants, and if you stare long enough or if you just sit with it long enough, it's almost like secrets are revealed to you. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. I I watch this vine. I have this vine that climbs up a tree at my house and I I sit out there and I think to myself, how does it know to climb up 30% of the tree and then on... July 9th at 2.22, it releases this flower at a 35 degree angle, you know, right when the sun is at its zenith, it's like, how does it know that? And then all of a sudden it hits me like, how do I know how to live my best life? And you're like, oh, that's nature just talking to me like it's going to be all right. Like there's a plan in place. And if you worry about climbing up the tree the wrong way, like just stop just be in the moment it's it's interesting what what do you think about like the nature of language are you able, like is that too far out there or do you see it too are you incorporated into the world you're doing or what do you think about that
1: yeah no that's a beautiful idea um I mean even just the simplicity of color yeah. you know and I think there's been enough research of like yeah. blues you know right behind me the ocean blues and greens you know are calming to our system and mm-hmm. and it's like Okay, I don't think that's coincidence, you know. It's like that is nature, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think yeah, just how we feel in those moments of silence and you know, silencing all the noise of the world, the lights of the world and getting out in nature and it's like there is a language I never really piece that together as as its own communication, but there is so much it's just a quieter voice and we have to really listen you know on that yeah. level when we're used to a, a you know world that's shouting at us and blinking at us and it's like you have to be aware and really like want that i think or you're forced into it because mm-hmm. you've hit rock bottom you know <laughs> but, yeah but i think you know if we can choose to to listen and and be in nature and, um, silence it and silence the world. I think, man, we really can learn so much about ourselves. And I, I mean, I think we, we used to do before we had kids, you know, Mm -hmm. we used to do a lot more like hikes and, um, I've hiked Haleakala on Maui. There's the craters. Um, and so we have a group of friends that we would try to, to do that hike with. Um, not annually, but, you know, maybe we would at least try annually, and it would be biannually. But, um, just just meeting some of these people for the first time and doing this hike together, we became best friends, you know, because <laughs> it's like you're going through such a tough experience and being out in nature and just the conversations that would come and the like how it would just help us like tap into this real authentic, you know, ourselves. and it's like, I felt like I got to know that I've known them for five years and I've known them for a weekend, really, you know, it's just, it, it does something to our souls that um, nothing else can.
0: Yeah. I love that. That's a great way to, to put it. And there is something that when you share a relationship, not only with someone, but the environment, it's like you're, it's like an altered state of conscious. Like you're all identifying on this other level, and you're being affected by the song of nature—be it the wind or the environment, or the flowers, or just the terrain. It's you really get to have a different perspective and how you fit into the world. It's, mm-hmm. it's 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 mesmerizing to me to think about that. Like I don't know. I you also have like a really strong commitment to education. And it seems like you're always learning, whether it's going hiking with friends on, on Maui or learning about the body or starting to learn about, like, the, the Buddhism or the Eastern traditions. What do, what do you th- – is it just a natural sense of curiosity? Have you always been curious? Or what – What? how did you have this affinity for learning so much?
1: Oh, that's a – I've never thought about, like, that being an, an origin story. <laughs> I'm not sure. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely have always had that. Yeah, I guess it stems from a curiosity of, like, mm. I have this deep understanding of, like, or of wanting, I guess, a deep yeah. understanding. And it's always that, why is it that way, though? You know, and not, I'm not rebellious by any means. Maybe I actually should be more. You know? Right. But um, But even still, like, I would, you know, conform, but also, like, why are we doing this though? Mm -hmm. Even though I, you know, I might keep it to myself, but always curious about the why. And I think, I think when, you know, I was trying to figure out what path of education I wanted to to do early on, I remember thinking if I became a physical therapy assistant, PTA, not a PT, that would be so much easier (laughs) because it's like (laughs) two year certification versus like, you know an extra 3 years of of you know a doctorate program on top of you know your four year degree and all this and just like you just follow what somebody tells you to do like they create a plan and then you work with the patient which is the best part you know you're working with that patient directly and helping them like figure out the how to do the exercises that this pt said they should do to get this goal or you know achieve their goal And I just remember thinking that for like a second, like maybe I should be a PTA. And I was like, I know I wouldn't be happy because Mm. I'd always be like, well, why, why, you know? (laughs) So I think, yeah, it's probably innate. I don't know how much was nature and nurture, but I've always had that, like trying to, I'm wanting to understand on a deeper level. And I think my body, you know, has been a guide, like I said. Um, And then that question of just like, but why has has other guide. Yeah. I think when I work with a patient and I'm able to get them, you know, reach this goal, but maybe there's like a cap and we're trying other things to get them even, you know, feeling even better or their bladder urgency even better. And it's like, why can't we improve it, you know, past that? And so I think that has like, Led me to thinking and, and you know, I guess furthering my education in other areas because it's like, oh, a traditional physical yeah. therapy, like, approach for this should have worked, and it did for these seven other patients. Why isn't it working for this one? And so, it's like chasing that question, you know, has led me further to understanding I don't know anything.
0: <laughs> it's true. It's true that the the deeper you go, the bigger it gets. You know, it's like a flashlight always illuminates the fact that there's way more darkness around you. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, oh my God, it's so dark in here. Look at yeah, I can only see this little focus of light, but the the question of why is so important. And I think it speaks it probably speaks to the idea of the the symbolic nature of your logo of that triangle it's like well why oh with well, this side well why this side you know and if is that something that you incorporate into the actual practice is is helping the people understand why they have this pain it seems like that would be therapeutic in its own nature
1: yeah that's yeah i do i i don't know if it's so much like Part of my process, other than I'm usually sure. talking out loud. You know, yeah, just, yeah. Okay, we found out that you have, you know, this on this hip and you know, this is being pulled up a little bit higher than the other. But why? You know, mm-hmm. and I do that and they're like, yeah you know, yeah. <laughs> where I think they would have been okay with the first answer, but then I posed that one, you know, and it's like, yeah. So I invite them on this journey with me to find the root cause, you know, cause I'm not happy unless we figure out, you know, what's really going on. And I feel like I'm I'm learning and gaining the tools to dive deeper where before it was just like, oh, well, we're not sure. You know, maybe we'll send you (laughs) back to your doctor and be like physical therapy didn't work, you know. And it's like I'm not okay with that answer, you know. And I have recognized that like I I okay, this is my own coined term. I have called a Jesus syndrome. Okay. (laughs) Where I feel like I, you know, try to and want to be that healer. And like I grew up Christian and just I think I really loved Everything that Jesus did, you know, it was just like I want to be like him, and you know, we're taught to do that, but like, no, I want to heal like him, you know. And I think it was almost to the point where it's like, uh, you know, problematic because like we can't, right? And um, but anyway, I I have coined that term because I've had to like realize and recognize that like, okay, you're trying to heal this person, but they are on their own journey. Mm -hmm. And so I've had to kind of unlearn and like rewire my brain to be like, no, I'm a guide. I have a set of knowledge and skills and experience that I am bringing to the table. And they can, you know, choose to take from this or not. They can choose to go to someone else or maybe there's, you know, acupuncturist or chiropractor or, you know, um, some other healer that really should also be helping them or instead of. I'm open to all of that, but if they choose to, you know, take from my experience, then I offer them the best that I can. And that has allowed, well, it just takes a weight off, you know? yeah. <laughs> Huge yeah. weight of like trying to heal the world. And, like, um, but it's, it really puts, puts it back in their court where it needs to be because it's their body. Yep. It's their journey it's their mind it's you know and i felt that patients like yeah it's they respond well to that too um and i think me educating them on their body and showing them this little picture of like okay this is what i'm seeing you know you move in this way and that's probably what's causing your hip pain let's see where that tightness is coming from and maybe that's where my unique you know expertise and learning how to listen to the body and um you know release some tension that maybe has been there for a while and then they're like oh yeah that feels different well now it's in their court to then you know keep that breathing happening that helped open up that tissue or you know that exercise to strengthen in this new alignment you know so it's back and forth but it's very much you know supporting their journey
0: i love that i love the language you use about i invite them to go on this journey with me to help heal themselves you know the idea that the idea and the recognition and the humility to understand that the healing happens inside the body for someone else and you don't want them to like depend on you to be like you're not the you're not the person like that that's how addiction happens in my opinion Mm -hmm. like People say, okay, well, I need to go here. I need this pill or I need this thing in order Mm -hmm. to be better. But what they really need is the tools to understand what their problem is and understand why they're feeling this way, why they have this thing. And then you empower them to figure out how to fix that problem. It's like that old saying, if you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. But if you teach a man to fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. And it just seems like I I love the way you use the the idea of a guide. Like that seems like such a more – of a holistic approach and I'm really thankful to, to hear that. I like, know no wonder people want to come to you and hang out with you and, and, and come to you for guidance because you're showing them how to fix problems that can deal with them. Isn't it, do you, do you find that people that come to you like it seems to be the people in pain, they often have other problems. Like it can manifest in their relationships too. Have you noticed that people that start healing their bodies, start healing their relationships? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I think, hmm, I'm trying to think of an example, okay. but I do think it impacts, you know, like we said, all that yeah. whole aspect of their life. I I think the thing that comes to mind quickest for me is people that come, you know, like with a lot of anxiety. Right. And it's like you can just see it. Sometimes in the email, the first Ooh, email yeah. they send to me, the first point of contact, I'm like, I think I get this person a little bit, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's like, you know, I try not to let my brain go to like too far, but right. really just sit, be present and listen to them mm-hmm. um, and give them that opportunity and not create this idea of who I think they are before I even meet them. But, um, but with that being said, uh, experience has taught me that like, you know, people that are Anxious and have that, like, more up, you know, nervous system. A lot of times, have issues that bring them to me because, um, because it's impacting, you know,
0: every every part of their. Great word. Yeah.
1: And I think on a relationship level, um, it, it depends, but I, I do see that that can trickle into, you know, relationships with how, how they see their kids or, you know, mm-hmm. their spouse. And, and so I hope that I can be kind of this like calming, grounding energy, you know, when they come to see me and a lot of them do feel like, man, I leave here and I feel so calm. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, okay, take that into your life and you know,
0: like, yeah.
1: with your children and just realize hopefully that, you know, they don't, they don't have to live here and they can experience a lower calmer vibration and have that impact. Um, their life I mean I try not to be like oh yeah, I help them with their relationships as well but just right. hopefully you know yeah hopefully it can spread on a, a small level that yeah maybe years later impacts them on a deeper level.
0: Yeah, it makes sense if if you can figure out how to have a better relationship with your body, then the people in your life are an extension of that body you know, and you would probably change your relationship. Have you noticed any sort of similarities or differences? Like, is there, and this is just maybe just your opinion on this, is that are there some similarities between depression and different parts of the body versus anxiety and different parts of the body? Like, I I don't know if those things are even connected, but have you noticed any sort of similarities between certain ailments and certain parts of the body?
1: Hmm. You know, I'm not sure. I, maybe in, more, you know, five years, I will have an amazing answer for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, And I think, you know, research is just really coming out and showing, like, how all of that is yeah. played out in our, in our body and in, in our mind and our gut, right? Like, yeah.
0: All yep.
1: So intertwined. And I think it's just being absorbed by mainstream, like, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, but, you know, what comes to mind this is probably not answering your question but what comes to mind is postpartum depression and how you know that is kind of getting more of a microphone um than used to which is good it deserves that but i have had i will say more friends and patients with postpartum anxiety whoa i did not even know before having a kid that that existed i was like it's only postpartum depression right and then like a lot of my, the the patients and, and friend that I'm thinking of, it's like, they were so anxious about everything and didn't even realize it and didn't have anxiety before. Like this came after having their baby. And, um, and so that just, I don't know if it comes from a different part of the body, but I just, I think it's interesting, you know, one that that it came, you know, after their body went through a mm-hmm. big change. Um, and then, thank goodness, they were aware of it and then sought yeah. help. Yeah, And, you know, both of them, I, I only have a couple experiences. Both of them were seeing um, a mental health specialist and were put on, like, a low, d- very low dose of um, anti-anxiety medication. And they both were, like, a light lifted. Like, I had this clarity of like, why am I so anxious, you know? And yeah. so they both had a goal of like getting off of it as soon as they, but yeah, I, I don't know much about that other than it's just like, that was news to me that yeah. that's real.
0: Uh, yeah. You mentioned the word aware, like what role does awareness play in, in, in the people that come to you and, and the way you interact with people?
1: It's huge. <laughs> I <laughs> I will tell patients, I'm like, you know, the, the light might go on on like how their posture is and how that plays into their pelvic floor, you know, symptoms that they're experiencing or tightness in their neck or back. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, you're aware of it. And, you know, that's the first piece. And maybe that's right. all we had was bringing that awareness to them and giving them one exercise to work on their breathing or something. Um, that's all we got through the first session. And sometimes that's like a lot for them, you know? So, um, yeah, I, the quote that comes to mind, I think it's, uh, Theodore Roosevelt that says, you know, if you believe you can, you're halfway there. And I fully believe that. And I yeah. think that can be belief, can be awareness. You know, if you if you're aware that you are, you know, or whatever X Y Z is, you're halfway there.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so
1: that's huge. It's just helping people feel their body and um, and come into their body is is so healing. And sometimes that can help so many issues that they're having. That awareness can be like, yeah. The foundation point for most of the healing that they need
0: so. it's interesting I, i've been speaking to some people pretty recently that, that have brought up some really interesting articles that talk about like sound and frequency and like the the magnetic what was i talking the electromagnetic fields around us and stuff have you ever like dove into any of that to like see how that might be affecting people i i really spoke to i spoke to this woman yesterday who was speaking about, like, the magnetic field of the heart. And, like, that that's how you can – when she was explaining it, she did a really great job at explaining the way in which – she gave an example of how she used to work in this really low-income neighborhood. And when people would come to the door, she could just see the level of stress on their face. And, like, this person is going through a lot right now. And you could feel it. And she equated that feeling – to almost like the same feeling you get when you push magnets together, you know, and it's like, Mm -hmm. it makes so much sense in so many ways. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah.
1: Oh, I have a lot. (laughs)
0: Okay. Awesome. Let's hear them.
1: This is an area I'm, I mean, I'm so open to and so interested in, and I'm so grateful that like, you know, we're technology's finally catching up and we're able to like measure these things, you know, that I think have been felt by the human, you know, race Mm -hmm. and animals and everything for millennia but it's just i i mean i think this is part of if not most of what you know eastern medicine has kind of been aware of and grounded in and western you know is is now acknowledging a little bit because because um yeah the research is finally able to do it we can study it which is fine you know but yeah um so i'm i'm I will say, I don't know a ton about it, but I can feel it. Like that is what, you know, and I don't do Reiki or anything, but um, I use a technique called visceral manipulation or visceral mobilization. And it's like where we learn to train our hand to feel the different tissues and the different layers Mm -hmm. of the body. And it's becoming very sensitive to all of those things. But also once you get to, let's say the liver, for instance, and you're, you know, you know the anatomy and everything. It's very Eastern meets Western, I think. Um, it's grounded in anatomy, but it, there's this energetic piece to it. And you're listening to, you know, this organ. And I mean, I can only say it's that energetic field that I can feel this gentle, like pulsing. And each organ has their own rhythm, their own pulsing um, and movement to it. And it's beautiful to, like, tap into. And I've also felt that magnetic either pull mm-hmm. or push. Um, yeah. What's interesting, you know, working with pregnant women and yeah. doing, like, you know, internal, like, pelvic floor work and preparing the muscles to for birth um, or helping them, you know, with pain or things like that. There's been times where it's like, I feel that magnet it's almost like you're pushing you know the wrong ends of a magnet.
0: yeah totally way
1: anyway, I feel that and I'm like okay baby I get uh-huh. it
0: you know <laughs>
1: it's so interesting um and I, you know I can't fully explain it and I definitely have that why like what uh-huh. is going on you know this curiosity and so that again that's the driving force of like furthering my education and knowledge and skill set and all of this in addition to you know the the typical physical therapy um you know uh realm and all the tools that we have with that and mindset of that so but broadening to that and knowing that there is more going on and I've been able to help patients knowing that on a deeper level and so I've just you know even if it isn't like let's say it isn't like we don't know enough. And, you know, there is that, like, what's really happening, we don't know enough. Well, we know something is going on. So why not just trust the body, you know, trust that there's something else there that we don't understand. And mm-hmm. that's okay. And if we can reach, you know, one person and help them find a deeper healing because of that, then it's worth questioning, it's worth understanding deeper, um, you know, a deeper level on so
0: yeah i love it it's it's it and it's almost right it's it's right in the body like people have like a some people are a b negative some people are b positive some of a negative like what does it mean when your blood type has a certain charge to it like does that affect the relationships you have with other people i know some of my my mm-hmm. my japanese friends like they really have the whole blood types breaking down into personalities like you be all oh, are mm-hmm. b positive and this is like your chart right here this is the kind of things that you can have right there and it's it's interesting to look at i haven't done a whole lot of research on it but it's yeah like you said that there's got to be if there's a negative charge or a positive charge in your body that has to affect the way in which you navigate towards certain things when we look at nature like birds fly south for the winter or north based on a magnetic field so Mm -hmm. if we're if we can agree that we're part of nature then we have to be affected by that it's it's so fascinating. And maybe that has to do with this spiritual awakening that's happening now. Like maybe it's the magnetic North pole moving or I don't know. It's so fast. I always think about it. Yeah. Why, too?
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't know enough about it. I wish I had, right. you know, all this Me research. Too. To you out, you know, but right. you, you brought to mind all the, you know, eating for your blood type yeah. and all that Like um, again, I don't, I don't necessarily subscribe to that. I know people that do, right. and they look fabulous and they feel fabulous. So maybe there's something right. to it that I'm missing out on, but, um, but no, I, there's definitely something to it. You know, I think even just like an MRI, it's like, we're taking pictures with energy, you know, and yeah. it's like how that moves through the different tissues and they're sending, you know, an electrical impulse and it's going to fl- uh, flow slower through some tissues and faster through some tissues and so it's like yeah we can measure and and see things because of energy and yeah so it's there I think some people just don't understand it and then throw it out but I think it's those that are willing to like hang in there and you know technologies technologies only going to you know catch up mm-hmm. and we're you know all the quantum physics and all of that on a deeper level so it's like okay humans are brilliant and figuring it out but also like I think that can in some way be limiting when it's like we cannot touch it until we know more um you know I think that can create some limitations but
0: yeah. It's interesting. I, I know that I talked to a lot of people that publish some papers or some doctors sometimes and to just a lot of really cool people. And it seems to me that for quite some time, we went through this period where we were real hardcore on science and we threw out anything that you couldn't measure. But there's so yeah. much great information and in some of the subjectivity that people threw out. It's like they threw the baby out with the bathwater. You know? mm-hmm. you know, I, I was speaking to some people that in the fifties were studying psychedelics and they used to Part of the questionnaires they would give to people was not only to the patient, but they would give it to the family members and be like, is your mm. husband less of an asshole now or more, you know? And like, but yeah, and then they kind of stopped measuring the family because oh, it's subjective, but like what, like we should be measuring the family. Is it yeah. like a measurement of healing the tears of joy in a spouse or like the tears of joys in a mother or a father to see their kid doing better? Like that's a real measurement, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it is. I think, yeah, all that plays into our healing and, you know, how the families are. And, yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, I think when we can get back to accepting, you know, case studies, (laughs) instead of just like, you know, how do we measure, you know, this huge, um, you know, amount of people? It's like, we're only going to find what works for the majority but you know we're not all the same right and so it's like when we can get back to appreciating what happens with you know this person and acknowledging that like okay we don't understand it but this was helpful for this person maybe it'll be helpful for one other 10 other people you know that read the study um but yeah the impact of the family i mean i think going back to the kids it's like we, we all impact one another and like, I think, okay, so this is maybe a little bit, uh, yeah, off topic here. But one thing that I learned so much from my kids with special needs is they taught me about the quieter, more like spiritual side of things. And we all help one another we're all in this like life together and you know maybe I'm helping them physically and I have that you know gift if you will and then they see the world differently and they are now teaching me how to Mm -hmm. see the world differently how to quiet down you know and 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 then how you know how are they impacting their parents and and so we all can can support and help and heal one another. And our energies are all working together to be more whole. And we are in this life together, I think, to find healing and wholeness. And um yeah.
0: You know. That's note. a beautiful, that's, <laughs> a, no, that's a beautiful summation, I think, right there. That's such a great way to to put a bow on it I think but before I let you go first off I really enjoyed our conversation Dr. Jen I I appreciate the things you're doing I I hope one day soon to come and meet you and see everything you got going on that would be amazing But before I let you go maybe you can tell people where they can find you um what do you have coming up and what you're excited about
1: yeah all right let's see I'm not great with like social media or anything (laughs) but um But I do have my website, Mm -hmm. NaluPhysicalTherapy.com, N-A-L-U. And then I'm on Instagram as well, Um, just starting that. And um, that's also Nalu underscore physical therapy. And what I have coming up, I'm excited about this year. I am hoping to put out more um, workshops and education for pregnant and postpartum women, um, birth prep, Postpartum healing, you know, and all that that comes with it, Um, as well as um, bladder health. I feel like, you know, that's such an important topic for any age and any gender. Um, But yeah, one thing, you know, older women, you know, I used to work in the skilled nursing Uh facility. Like a lot of times, if we don't have good bladder control, then that is sometimes the leading cause of needing to go into a nursing home. And so it really is important to get ahead of of this and when we start to have issues to to find help um, because there's usually always something we can do about it and it impacts the rest of our life, it impacts how we feel about ourselves, it impacts how we show up for our family. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, so I'm hoping to just, you know, help more women through education on that, um, with groups, but also I am here doing one-on-one therapy and love working with, um, yeah, love working with my clients.
0: And and people go to your website, they can book an appointment or book a call or like a, can they do that on your website?
1: Yep. They can book a call. I, I actually need to set up where they can schedule, but I I do everything like slow mo. Like they can fill out the form online, and then I personally reach out to them. Um, for me, this is such like a personal experience, you know, and I I try to, to yeah, just make it a very comfortable, enjoyable empowering you know experience from the first point of contact but yeah that's the that's the easiest thing or call email text you know my website and information or sorry my phone and um information is on the website um but yeah that's that's how i have it set up right now um yeah there's a lot of things i can improve to make it go smoother and faster and that's also something i hope to do you know this next year but but right now I'm so old school. I'm just like, let's just talk.
0: <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I think it's refreshing. And I I'm, I, I think that the people that are attracted to you will be the people that show up and and, and love that. I, I, I really think that things are mapped out that way. So we'll hang on briefly afterwards. I want to speak to you briefly afterwards. But to everybody who got to hang out with us today, whether you're watching it today, tomorrow, or a year from now, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Go down to the show notes, talk out Dr. Jenna. She's uh, an amazing individual with a very unique way of helping people see the world. And she's really gone out of the way to develop a path that I think is different than most people. So go down to the show notes, look her up, go on our website, check her out. That's all we got for today, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you have a wonderful day. Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> Aloha, everyone.